There it is. Welcome, everyone. I have uh, I've removed the ghost, force ghost effect here. Um, we're working on our studio, and it's not completely done yet, so I'm at this angle. That doesn't really matter, because what matters is that you are here, and that tomorrow is Monday, and we are trying to create a safe space for you so that you can look, man, have a great week this week and finish out this school year strong. I realize that this is this time of the year presents special, special student behaviors and uh, that are unlike the maybe unlike the rest of the year, maybe are just like the rest of the year, but with gasoline poured on. Maybe there's a sense of we don't care anymore for coming from students that parents don't even know what to tell you anymore. There's all kinds of stuff. We're going to get into all of it today. If you have a question, you can just leave it in the question section. And look, on the front end, I'm going to ask you this. Um, if you could, I'm going to say this multiple times because it just helps out. Uh, this is, we are almost on our sixth season. So we won't be on for June, right? We're going to finish out May and then we take a break in June. Typically, um, we did this last year and it was really good because then we can kind of you know, have a little bit of time to kind of like recreate and bounce back and stuff like that. Um, what was I going to say about that? Oh, but we've been doing this at seven, almost seven years for free. All I'm asking, I don't even need you to do anything. I don't, I don't need a dollar. If you could hit the like button, um, then that would be great because apparently the, the like button, it changes, it shifts the algorithm, lets more teachers know that we exist. And there might be, look, there's, might be some teacher out there that just really needs some help. They really need some care. They really need to be able to have that safe space to either ask me a question or to get to know all of you. And so that's what we're thinking about in, in this time and space uh, right now. So look, uh, ask any question that you want. I want to address two real quick things before we jump into this. Last week, I had the unbelievable joy and honor of being part of a documentary that Kansas State is making um, for PBS. It is about teacher retention, and so it will be out in October. So they were out here for several days last week. We hosted this crew, and they came out, and we shot all this different stuff. Part of that was a number of people from this community showed up to do, like, a, I had to do, like, a training, like a, like, kind of like we would do, like, one of our workshops or something like that, and just they wanted to get this, like, a shot of me doing this with teachers, with teachers asking questions and things like that. Um, I just want to thank everybody that was a part of that. I want to thank everyone that wanted to be a part of it, but maybe it didn't fit into your schedule, but you even thought about it. It means everything to me. Um, and so this is a project, again, we just did this for free uh, because I just think that the project is so great and the guys that were creating it were so incredible. And Kansas State has been doing really great stuff for a long time. So I wanted to do that. And the second thing real quick um, I kind of, we got a comment last week and I'm not going to say it was even, it, I think it might've just, it, if I read into it felt like a little bit mean, but maybe it was just inquisitive. And that question had something around the idea of asking me, what do you, what part do you think your wife plays in this? Kind of like, why is your wife talking when we're doing the live feed? And I want to break down real quick why I have my wife as a part of this one. Um, my wife, in battling with our local school district for our the, to get the needs of our son met, uh, I often refer to her as like she's. This is only for the old folks, right? You got to be a little seasoned <laughs> to understand this reference. She is like the Aaron Brockovich of special education law, right? Never went to school for it, but has trained herself to a degree which is like really, really incredible. She has also been a parent to students. She has been my ride or die in and out of the classroom. 
staying at my school until four o'clock in the morning, building uh, things for my classroom, staying out until the middle of getting babysitters so we could go out at midnight to go paint the set for the play. Um, been in and out of this process with me, building this business with me, taking care of two students that live at our house, like um, hosting homeless students. This is something I don't talk about that have lived at our house and helping them navigate the world. So there's an incredible amount. And the fact that she's incredibly processed has like done a lot of work on herself and can answer a lot of things. And I think sometimes she lends a voice that I don't have to the degree that next season it is, this is going to be a co-hosting situation. That's all I'm saying. I'm not setting this whole thing up because you're, I feel you looking at me oh already. My goodness. <laughs> we are doing a co-hosting situation, which she is very nervous about. Why does she not show up on camera? Because the internet can be mean, um, but we have good people. So I just wanted to put that out there. That is why my wife is over here and we refer to her as a Nazi secret wife because she's because I've always just side. chose to stay off camera. Yeah. I never even wanted to be even on this level. Like you, oh, you got me a microphone and yeah. like you just keep inching me in. Like well, you didn't and think to... you wanted to date me either. But... <laughs> that is not true at all. That Thank goodness. Um, Are you awesome. ready to? I am ready to, to jump answer into questions. It? Lay right. it down. All right, Mallory is up first asking, the senioritis is bad. Got a yeah. few with disrespectful attitudes because they're failing my class and others. They have 25 plus absences because they just didn't feel like coming to school or parents just, uh, they they can't care because they're, they're 18 now. I don't want to keep them from graduating, but want them to learn that they are not entitled to pass just for being seniors. Any tips? We have two weeks of school left. One more added input here. She said, um, our admin is on their butts about their absences for sure. They're frustrated just as much as we are. They can turn them over for truancy, but uh, for our state, it's a lengthy process. So I don't think the truancy thing is going to matter at this point, to be honest with you, like reporting them to the state or your local borough, whatever that is. I think it's going to take too long. Um, they're 18 now. As a parent, feels like a cop out. But if you can't get that help, you can't get that help, right? Like parents aren't going to do anything that you don't like, even if you need them to do it. In my experience, and look, my I might have a really unpopular view on this, but take it as a something to talk about if it doesn't fit what you're doing. When I have seniors that are failing the year. And they are in danger of failing the school year, which means they will not graduate. I understand to the greatest degree in which I am able at what that is going to do for those students. That, you know, my case, um, if you're teaching anyone that, that, uh, how am I, how do I want to say this? Statistically, um, is in danger of not graduating anyway, right? So like I, my school, uh, almost 100%, uh, it was 100% black and brown males, right? All males. Black males have the lowest graduation rate of any demographic in the United States of America. Preparing to fail a student um, that falls into that demographic, I realized to the greatest extent I, possible, like really, like get it, like I, like I know I'm I know I'm a white dude, and I know that I'm a white male in America, and so with that knowledge, trying to be really, really thoughtful about my actions when it comes to this. That being said, 
I think we are doing our students a great disservice if we just pass kids, if we just push them along, if we just say go. Um, if you are 25 plus absences and you have Fs, I get school's hard. I get that you don't feel like doing it. I just want to know something in your life where letting kids go now when they're just getting into adulthood, right? is going to benefit them, going to serve them in the future. I just don't think that's true. So you're never going to have a job where like, it's like when kids want extra credit. And I say like, yo, when you are at work to get extra money, right? To get overtime, you got to work 40 hours first. I'm like, y'all are like coming in the class, like you worked 15 hours and you want overtime. Overtime what? Like you have to work the rest of your hours to get the overtime. So I let kids know that I will not do that disservice to you. This isn't about my feelings. It's not about, and that's where I think teachers go wrong a lot. And I know I have in the past is this isn't about my feelings about what this is. I am doing you a disservice if I just let you cruise by that you're going to not show up to school. When you do, you're some, anyway, not all, are being disrespectful to me and to other teachers. You're not doing any work. You think you're just going to lay here and I'm going to give you a check. Nope, not going to happen, right? So I'm not going to give you a pass. And let me let me clarify something. I'm not failing anyone. I gave y'all the work. The work, I, I, I open up opportunities to make up work, to come in, to get extra help, to do all the things. Yo, if you don't want to show up, that's on you. It's not on me, right? If the trainer is waiting at the gym, just sitting at the Planet Fitness, waiting for me to show up and I want to show up half the time, I'm going to get half the muscles. Like it's just not going to work like that. There's no cheat. So it's, I think holding kids accountable, but getting real clear on this is what needs to be done. Here's the work. Here's what's actually important. Here's how you can get to the passing grade. Um, and if not, you're not going to pass. And I have done this for years and I've never regretted it. Um, it is something that I talk about with my team. It's not like a Reynolds gone, because there's a lot of Reynolds gone rogue moments. It's not a Reynolds gone rogue moment. It is about getting real with kids, but also getting real with kids about what this means. What does it mean if you don't graduate high school? You're not graduating high school for you even, bro. Like that's not, it's not just about you. This is about how many extra shifts, how much time and energy, how much money, how much care, how much support have you, has your family put in. You're doing this for your mom, for your dad, for your grandma, for your younger brother and sister that are coming up after you that now are going to think, well, you know, Brian didn't do it. So what does it matter if I do it? This is who else is this about? And I'm going to give you a really like, this is a, maybe you can pull this off. Maybe you can. Um, but Mallory, I heard someone say one time, and then my friend Cho and I did this in school. Um, I got this idea from someone else. It might have been Hamish Brewer. Uh, you get a full length mirror. You can get them at Walmart for like 10 bucks tops. And then you get a cap and gown. You have students come to your office, have them put on the cap and gown and have them stand there in front of the mirror with the cap and gown on. And you watch the transformation that that has on students, that this is what you're walking towards. And you are about to give this up and to walk and to your, this view mom's never going to see. Dad's never going to see. You tell grandmom who took you in after mom and dad weren't around anymore that she doesn't get to see you walk across a stage like this. Now you get your ass together. You get back to that class. You find out what you have to do, when you got to do it by, and you push. 
hard because things in worth that life that are worth anything are difficult. And I'm not going to start now letting you off the hook because the world's not going to let you off the hook. And so that's, that is a long answer to a short question here in the oh, beginning, but the end is like, the, I got them, you on that one. Yeah, man. To put them in a cap and gown and like have them look at themselves in a mirror. That smacks that, that smacks at home real yeah. fast. This is that. Like, do you want to do this yeah. for real? Like, cause right now you're doing it even, in, it's hiding right now. Yeah. You're doing it in hiding. Right. But what, ha like do this in public, do this for your family, do this for everyone that comes after you, man. It yeah. takes one generation to change the trajectory of everything that ever came before. And if you and really so, are just like throwing everything away if you're unwilling. It's, and and, and look, such can a, people bounce back, right? Because every kid wants course. to go like, well, you know, this person didn't go to high school, right? Like, who cares? I'm There's not, always I'm, a bounce back, but it's like, who do you want to be as a person? Yeah. Do you want to fail like that? Do you want to just throw it all away? Like, yeah, that, man, that pulls you in the heartstrings on that one. Glad I got you. <laughs> all right, let's uh, move on to Steph's question. Asking, what do you do with disruptive kids that have nowhere to go, i.e. admin won't take them? I've reached my limit and I refuse to deal with the behavior anymore. Next year, I will be a hard ass. <laughs> <laughs> the end? Yes. Okay. Um, there, ha there has to. So, Steph, I know what you're talking about. And sometimes there are students that it's like, it's end of the year. This is not the time that we're going to figure something new out right that we are as a class we're not going to like rewrite our classroom constitution we're not going to come up with new rules and procedures and things of that nature there are kids that are going to push and they're going to push hard and they maybe don't care anymore right and that's that's a whole nother thing that's like i'm not even trying to deal with that right now like the ki kids are often fighting a battle that we know nothing about but i can't i can't fight that battle and and and, and work with those students and teach especially the end of the year so I think that there needs to be a conversation. And this is what I go back to a lot, I realize, but it is having a conversation with your team and with the leadership. And you need to tell leadership what you want and what you will have. Pause. Yes. So she says in the comments um, that because someone said recommended like, you know, ask your admin, like if they're not going to take them, where do you want them to go? And so they send them to guidance. They tell them to have guidance, deal with it. And then the student just comes back to class. No, like you're not allowed happened. to come back to class. So. I'd make them sit out in the hallway and be like, okay, you have to sit there. Like nobody, I, what's yeah. the answer really? Like for the teacher, unless you have another teacher that can partner. The with only answer that is out. you have to push. You have to push guidance you have to push he's not making the kid just sit in the hallway I, all you go like this here's what's going to happen speak loudly I, to the admin. Well, I need this student out of my classroom and why steph you don't you of course do not make it about you this isn't because i'm at my limit because i realize that you are if you pitch it that way it's not going to work though right so you have to pitch it in a way that's going to work so the way that's going to work is um when the student is in class here's all the things that i've done it's disrupting other students it is it is impairing other students from being able to have a level of success that they need, that they deserve, that they want, that they're working so hard for. Because uh, because Tim won't stop running his mouth, won't stop touching people, won't stop getting out of his seat, won't stop screwing around, whatever it is, whatever those behaviors are, um, that's that. So here's what I need. I need to be able to send Tim out to touch base with someone so that they can get their mind right. Now, 
if you have a kid that's just getting sent back to class and they're doing the same thing again, it's like they're coming back to class doing the same thing again. You all, you need to figure something out because Tim can't be in my class. Let me make that abundantly clear. Tim can't be in my class because everyone else, because I can't do that and this. Tim needs more than me. So I'm juggling 31 plates right now. And the 32nd is out of my reach. Dude, I can't do it. I need, I need help doing that. Just keep telling them that. And so the thing is this, Steph, the squeaky wheel gets the oil, but people got to be trained how to deal with you, right? Like how to like, how like, like Miss Shook's just not going to, she just doesn't play. Like that kid needs to go to guidance and then I need to call guidance. If I need to call guidance, say, stop sending that child back. I can't just get mad about it. Do not send him back. This is what he's doing in class. And he is not finding success in class. And he's actually hindering other students from finding success. And so it needs to become a conversation, a, a bigger conversation than what we're dealing with right now. I think that's it's and that's hard because it's boundaries, right? You're you're teaching the other person like, nope, this is my boundary line and I will not go past it. This is, you know, you want me, you hire me to do a job and teach, but I can't even do that when yeah. this is happening. But it's a boundary line. Even when I think, Steph, when you say like next year, you're going to be a hard ass. I, I don't, hard ass sounds like, mean not fun against like yeah you know, just not fun right you like you can't smile like all those things and yeah. i think being a hard ass is just saying like nope these are the classroom boundaries like these are my non-negotiables like whether it's behavior and then yes. sticking to them with a child unless something else is going on like an extenuated circumstance because i just think kids they're gonna always push the boundaries that's what kids do you know even in our personal yeah, life you're right but it has to be a there has to be a plan for your team also, like they like there needs to be a, a thing of like here's well, yeah, what we're doing in class. You can be a part class. of that, but I'm saying like your boundary line is like a non-negotiable. I feel like yeah, a lot of times, but your boundaries like, with administration have to be there as well, right. where you need to be able to tell admin like, yo, you guys are tripping. Like I, I'm not dealing with this stuff. I can't. Like it is. Yeah, it's teaching them how to playing baseball. If someone in the crowd is acting a fool, I can't leave the game to go up to address someone. We have a person for that. I'm also not feeding anyone. I'm also not cleaning up the stands afterwards. I'm also not driving the team bus. Like this is my job is to play left field. That's what I'm doing. And in, unfortunately, schools try to give teachers all the things to do. And I'm saying the way that you get to not do all the things is you push back if that boundary line, tell though. them what you want tell them what you need don't just say i need help i need tim to not be in class until he can do this or behave this way or someone's gonna help tim out tim's going through something right now i don't have time to figure it out but that he's it's like that uh you're getting your stuff all over everyone else someone needs to help this child they're yeah. not going to find success like this. And me just getting them in line is not going to help them in, in class either. Right. I'm going to yell at them, tell them they have a zero. Like that doesn't work. Right. Like all kids want to do well, I think in their heart. Um, we have to help them get to that place where they can feel like they can do that work. But like we need yeah. to work together to do that. Yeah, agreed. Um John Lopez said, is there, um, if there is a copy of the ed code for justifications for suspending a child, mm -hmm. give them to the administrator. Is that Facts. such a thing? 
it's going to the books. Yes, it is. It's going, it's, it's, we're going to keep it by the books then. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and using that stuff to help you. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Next. Woo! It's also really hot in our office. It is. Why'd you close that door, dude? Oh, I thought it is no, better for sound. I don't maybe, know. Maybe, but I mean, we might melt back here. All right. Hold on. I'm trying to find a comment. Okay. Um, Starting heavy today. I know. Well, let's they're go. all heavy. Let's get the next one. Mickey Lewis, let's do it. All right. Is asking, had a witness, um, had to witness a SWAT the other day. The student fainted and got a concussion. Watching an adult hit a child was so triggering. How do I stay in an organization when I am against their practices? What in the world is a SWAT? Oh, like a, like a, I was thinking the prank that people play on and they get swatted, right? That thing online, that online thing. Can you, can someone break that Or is that, that a SWAT as in I, like I, I, I can hit. speak to it. Like, I feel like there's three different things I could talk to here, but I want to make sure I do the right one. I'm assuming that it's a hit. He said, uh, um, watching an adult hit a child. All right. So let's start there. That kind of SWAT. Um, Let's, I'm going to start with, and if you want to send, put a clarifying comment in there, that's cool. But, um, yeah, let's spanking, make this for paddling. anyone that's what's being that, said in the comments. What in the world school is hitting kids? Is this a private? Is this Catholic school in the 50s? Yeah. Like, so I, I think Whoa. the whenever there's anything in school that is a trauma that folks have witnessed or or been a part of so when i think like teaching in philly everything from there was a guy that escaped the mental ward down the street was running around in a diaper with a knife um cops had to show up helicopters outside of our room another i've seen um we heard someone get shot outside of my room saw them in the street like there have been a lot of like heavy things there have also been ones where mom teacher pulled one of those things where they called mom in the middle of class mom got livid showed up at the school walked into my room walk, walks up to her kid and just hits him right like out of nowhere we were like what the hell just happened to that max's mom just showed up and whacked him in the face um there are a number of those things that then we are asked to bounce back from without any training. There's not a, any training on this. You're not going to have a PD in the beginning of the year. It's like, hey, look, what to do if like someone gets hit in school, a teacher hits a student, or there's even just a really bad fight, right? Like you see two kids like in a really bad fight. Um, that's hard to go back and teach Shakespeare or algebra after. So I think one is you don't try and go back and do the normal thing, right? Take a breath, take a breather if you need to. Like, and, and so, because what's going to happen is it's hard to, and, and I talked about this in a video I had with my friend, Dr. Keisha, where she talked about this idea of like teaching through trauma and how, when we get to that escalated state, you can't make rational decisions. Your brain just doesn't do it. It's fight or flight mode. So you need to de-escalate which can be done by breathing. It can be done by self-talk and can be done by like taking a walk or getting some fresh air or like something that's going to recalibrate you. Is it going to fix you? Nope. But it will help to begin to recalibrate you. I think sometimes a way to deal with a lot of these sorts of things is to have a conversation with your class to say like, 
Um, listen, I'm not going to just keep teaching like that didn't just happen. I'm just wondering, where is everyone after that happened? How are you feeling? You might get a mixed bag in there. You're going to have kids that like think it was funny, um, that don't know how to deal with their emotions that were like, oh, man, that was awesome. Um, that is, of course, going to happen. And and kind of but it's creating the space where kids can you're going to acknowledge it for a moment. That also allows you a chance to acknowledge it for you to a chance to speak. Um, how you're feeling a, a little bit and, and how like what went down. And so there's some of that too. And then it's going to, I think this is another administrative task where like you need to go to your leadership because when we ask for help from leadership, it's not just about asking for us. It's about asking for students. It's about asking for other teachers. It's you have no idea how that may have triggered someone else, right? Someone that maybe has an, a, a past filled with um, abuse, with trauma of something similar happening to them that you don't know how that is going to affect them as well. So it's going to leadership and saying like, Hey, look, we need to have a meeting about this or an after-school training or have someone come in or do something about this so that we can um, not just move past it, but move through it. So we can be better on the back end. I see your hand up there. Ms. Yeah, Reynolds, what's up? Um, he's also in the comments uh, saying that they justified it because the student chose the SWAT instead of ISS and the parents were in, in agreement. Um, it was an official disciplinary action. Principal spanking the kid. The child was 12. It's a public school in Texas. <laughs> Hi, that is astonishing to me. I mean, then some of that, I guess, is like, cultural like if that's like i guess he's disagrees clearly um which i, I, look, do I don't too. i don't take hard stances on a lot of things because i don't the, the funny the crazy thing to me is that the parent was in agreement yeah. so like that look, you don't have a lot of whether or not i agree with it or not is not even the issue here do i agree with it no that is the stupidest thing i could imagine really the stupidest my mom would agree, like, which is that's her. I yeah, know that's nonsense too. It's one of those things wrong. we are um, doing. So <laughs> I think uh, teaching kids to use their words to have the conversation to and and is ISS going to do that too? No, in school suspension is not going to do that. It's about working through things with kids, helping kids to understand their actions, teaching them what to do with the anger that they feel inside, with the sad that they feel inside, with these, like, there's a reason kids are acting a certain way. And by, if we ever think that just hitting a child is going to now put the fear of God into them or put the fear of a parent or a teacher, and we're not going to do something because we don't want to get hurt is, I, I don't see any value in that. And there are a lot of people that would say like, well, back in my day, when I was I think, younger, I think people think that happened. there's no value in that. I think it's like, nope, these are the rules you're going to follow. Like, and we have a physical, I think it's just the easy way out. And yeah. I don't think that it has lasting value that it, it's so much harder to have the conversation, to move through things and so, understand like, it's yeah, well, I am in total agreement. This is the school I can see in Texas. And I feel like I hear about a lot of schools in Texas that are just don't even want anything that involves a social emotional yeah. curriculum. I mean, um, Mickey, I think it, it also was something of like, is this a like, look, I mean, Mm. So in the comments, uh, he said that he talked to the principal and he's agreed not to do it anymore. But the school board won't change the actual policy that they I guess they have the right to do that. If if whatever, you know, their policy states yeah. specifics, but whew, that's, 
That's crazy, right? That would make me either not want to stay at that school or become the leader behind a strong social emotional front. And if your school doesn't like that language, it's finding a way to put like, we're going to do peer mediation. Mm. We're going to do, how do we take in-school suspension and make it something that people are actually growing from and not just being punished by sitting in a room quietly alone or something like that. Or being spanked. (laughs) Yeah. How are we working through some of these things? How do we start creating these conversations among staff um, so that it's like, it's, it changes the culture of the school. It's a little bit scary to even do like, you couldn't even necessarily do that in your classroom with students because I could see if. No, no, this isn't a Reynolds doing things on the low thing. This is like, I would, I would, this is changing culture at large. Um, Kind of thing. All right. Um, Linda is up next asking, sometimes I'm tasked with a non-teaching task like proctor an exam during the school day. My AP underestimates how long tasks would take. It took four and a half hours instead of three. Um, how would you handle it? So, I mean, I, I either tell folks, so if anyone asks me, Linda, if they ask me to do something, I tell them that I'm going to have to get back to you tomorrow, that I'm in the middle of something and that I want, but I will, I'll let you know by tomorrow at lunch, I'll come into your office. So one that gives me time that I don't just feel ever obligated to say yes. If I'm given something to do, um, I say, I realize what you're saying. Can I just get, can I come talk to you at the end of the day about this? Cause I'm in the middle of something. I'm about to call a parent or whatever. Sometimes you just have to make something up. So, cause you always are in the middle, but it's like, I'm not trying to validate, but parents are a good way to get out of anything. Um, and am I telling you to lie? Maybe, but it's going to buy you time. So it's, <laughs> uh, let me come see you at the end of the day. And then I build my case for why this isn't going to work. If it's not going to work, I'm not against doing extra stuff that has nothing to do with teaching. If I think it's valuable to students, or if I think I'm a good fit for the actual position that, or, or the job that's being given. Um, when I feel like my problem is when I'm given stuff to do, because I have good classroom management, because I have good relationships with students, because I can handle the, the, the difficult kids. That stuff gets on my nerves because I know like there's four other teachers that are just chilling right now and they never have to proctor ever because they have zero classroom management skills. So we just give them off all the time. I'm not, I'm not having that. So it's like, well, could I proctor? Um, So I, this came up last year. I got for last, I don't know how many years I get the classes when we do state testing or benchmark testing with all the most difficult kids. I then found out that the school, the principal last year, um, stopped asking certain teachers to proctor because he knew they didn't have classroom management. So on an administrative level, there was a decision that was made where we are not going to have these people, certain people proctor because they have poor classroom management. So instead of um, supporting them, instead of asking them to rise to the occasion, it was just fell on me over and over again. So when I found this out, I told the principal that I would not be proctoring any longer this year, that I already did it uh, two out of the four times or three out of the five times, whatever it was, that I would no longer be proctoring this year because I, I found out this plant. They completely denied the whole thing um, and then ended up changing it anyway. And they lied to me. But it's about sometimes telling people what else I'm working on. 
you know, I understand that you need help with that this, this week, but I am actually in the middle of doing this, 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 and this. I am tutoring students. I am um, getting grades in from these projects because we did this extensive project that was a lot of moving parts. And I want to make sure that this gets back. I am calling parents all week to let them know about their students. I am doing whatever it is that you're doing that's important, that is time sensitive. I am letting them know. And so I let them know at this time, this task um, is more than, than I can handle. This task is going to take me away from time with students. So I just let them know. So I don't say, I don't think I can do this, or this isn't really, or is there somebody else that can do this? It's listen, I understand that you have a need right now. I'm not able to do this at this time because I'm working on something else. That's it. I don't, and I don't have the conversation. And I think that when I've done that, like, it, admin is so bewildered that someone even said something like that, that I just get away with it. And um, it's in such a respectful way. I think that's what I'm always enamored at, like, or that I lack the tact to do. I'm just like, nah, <laughs> like, no, ain't gonna happen. Like, I'm just much more blunt and it, it doesn't work. Like, I yeah. am aware that it's, that tact isn't good. You, the way you do it is just so respectful and like, kind of loving still all at the same time, but putting up that boundary line that that's impressive to me. There are, so there are times when I don't do that. So I want to make that clear too. Like, um, remember that time I had to read the state test to a student who, um, had some undiagnosed. So we don't, we don't just, we don't diagnose dyslexia. We don't acknowledge dyslexia in Pennsylvania. Um, and so like for real, there's no like mandated testing. If you suspect a student is dyslexic. Um, so you, I had a student that couldn't read the state test that really, really worked hard. State test should have taken two and a half to three hours. I was there for five and a half hours. After state testing, the school took everyone out for lunch and I got there at the tail end. I walked right up to the director of curriculum and said, I will never do that again. So don't expect me to. And there's no way that student should even have had to take the test, let alone a test that was that long. It should have been shorter or something like, but that was absurd and it will never happen again. Do not, and, and like, and don't even just not ask me, like no one should have to do that. We need to figure out a new plan for that. Cause I was, I was aggravated. Um, so sometimes it comes off like that too. Oh, sorry. I, was... I just didn't want to make you look bad. And no, well, like I mean, yeah, I don't even, I appreciate that I'm not even that nice in my directness. <laughs> I don't, I don't have the tech. Which Sometimes okay. it's just a half smile on your face while you're saying yeah. something. I'll try that. Thanks. That's um, why I have that smirk all the time. I think I'm just like, <laughs> let me say this with a half smile. All right. Is this Kyla? Yep. Kyla is asking, I'm a first year, um, middle school math teacher and my eighth graders have five days, 15 hours of state testing this week. <sighs> How do you keep your students' motivation and morale high through standardized testing? So that's a good question. Um, Our poor daughter just went through. Well, actually, no, they start Monday. Yeah, and she opted out. Well, yeah. we opted out for her. So um, that's a different one. That's a whole other so conversation. The, so let me not just mumble <laughs> that. Our daughter just did benchmark testing um, and did incredible. Grew a ton. And then state testing comes up. She's in seventh grade. There's no bearing on their grade. There's no bearing on their performance. There's no bearing on their placement is like, a, I just didn't feel like it was very important. So I opted her out of the test. And now she will sit in a room and play Wordle all day or something. Um, <laughs> so 
with regards to this, I think part of it, Tyla, is having conversation with your students about why this is or might be important, right? There, so even though I, as a teacher, don't always feel like these all assessments are important, how can I spin this in a way where we are going to take something from this, right? I think there's something to learn from every single situation. So is this, you know, even if we're talking about testing in high school, testing um, and the SAT, the ACT, like how are we going to start building this sort of grit to sort of get through this? Let's see how far you can get. Let's see how well you can do on something like this. I, I think that's some of it. The other part is trying to help students to realize that, like, how can we make this suck the least? How can we make this particular? I was just talking to someone about this um, in a coaching call last week where how do I acknowledge that this is difficult, acknowledge that the kids might not want to do it, but listen, y'all, we're going to try and have the best class that does this this year. Um, we're going to try and have a really fun time in doing this. And when we do that, what we're doing is helping kids to move through this and have it be less painful. So maybe that's snacks. Maybe that's treats in the middle of the test. Maybe it's a um, little dance party when you have a break. Maybe it's a movie clip when you have a break. Maybe it's a fun, like a couple of fun minute to win it games that are going to get kids out of their seat in an organized way that are going to let them like blow off some steam and like kind of have a snack and then like, all right. So it doesn't have to be awesome. It's just going to suck less than every other classroom that's doing this. And so some of those games that we've done, like uh, they're silent games. So you're not, no one's allowed to talk. It has to be silent while we're doing this, but it's kind of this like, listen, and it's not even like you're doing something bad, but I feel like my students always got a kick out of like doing something they felt like we weren't supposed to. So it was like, listen, I don't know if we're even supposed to be doing this, but we're, I have this really funny game where we're going to do this, but we have to get through the test first. And then just it's incentivizing it in very small ways, letting like playing a little music when the kids come in. Like I would always play like Eye of the Tiger or something, playing a little <laughs> music on the middle of it, playing. It's like trying to affect the mood as best you can by just sprinkling magic on the situation and trying to making it a little better, but also acknowledging that like, look, I realize this is hard. I realize that this is not easy. That's that sucks. Right. For many of you, let's try and make it the least sucky thing that we can do. And then that helps. It helps kids to know that you're trying. I think that is sometimes for some kids for like the average, right? Maybe like, I think that that is more than anything. At least I always think of our daughter who it just really like, but there aren't, there aren't many teachers even over at our school that do that. Like nobody does that. Like I asked, I said, <clears throat> we asked for um may the fourth be with you i said did, did anybody did anybody do anything like any of your teachers and yeah. nope nobody did anything nobody even wore a star wars shirt like nothing and it's like it really doesn't even have to be that that fantastic it's like yeah. just wear the star wars short shirt i don't know just put your hair in two little buns for like princess lay they don't even have to look like princess sprinkling anything right that makes a kid Again. smile it, even if you don't hear it i'm telling you because my daughter probably won't tell you they made bookmarks in her english class and like she probably didn't tell the teacher it was fun man she came home and she was all smiles oh, they did something made, super fun today oh all, all they did was make a bookmark. little sliver were they wooden too <laughs> yeah they were cute little slivers of balsam wood that they got to color in with markers and draw on and she thought it was the greatest thing they did like all friggin' year and yeah. it's like, 
So the acknowledgement might not always be there. That's a really good reminder is that kids and teens get are just silent. Like they don't show it, man, but they, it affects them. Yeah. I just really think it does. So. All right. Um, John Fox is up next. This is kind of a fun question asking, where do you want to be in five years? What is your plan for getting there? Um, asking to see an example of how you think about this so I can better learn how to do this exercise myself. So John Fox, you and I may have talked about this on the phone. Um, I have very strong life goals that I reverse engineer and then try to get to them. Now, those goals change. Um, for instance, uh, I still want to live on a farm, but I don't want as much land as I want it because I don't want to, I don't feel like taking care of it. And I don't want it because I Our goals have switched because <laughs> no, I love doing this so much yeah. that I'd rather do this than like mow a lawn for four hours, right. you know, once a week or like tend to corn. Um, so it's like a scaled down version of the vision I had before. So in five years, I want these programs that we have that are, one's going to start in July and I'm not going to talk about it because my wife will yell at me, um, <laughs> rightfully so. I want to be doing that. I want to be speaking a lot, especially in the summer months. Um, I want to be running workshops on the regular that are things that teachers really need that are really dialed in that are really going to help educators. Um, I want to, we have a lot of specifics, but it's mostly about helping being educators, a resource, a big resource in all those different fashions and ways from, you know, the resources, yeah. like all of it. But so, but how do we get there, man? It's one thing at a time. So for me, John, it's like, so I have, I have a long list of exactly what I want. I mean, like I can pull it up on my computer. It is the house. It's exactly what it looks like. It's the cars that I want. It's um, the vacations I want to take. It's the things I want to be able to do for my children and my, from my mother-in-law to my, you know, cousins. It's, it's all over the place, right? To students, to teachers, everything. So how do I get there? One, that's kind of me like in, like having this future vision of what I might want. Now, how do I get there? I also want to just live like a joyful and as consistently harmonious life as possible. So what I do, John, is I identify things in my life that I enjoy doing. Um, and so then I have a tracker on my phone that I keep. I think I talked about this the other week. We also identify things that we don't want to do or yeah, like to do. That's like just do. as important. Yep. I think when you think so, that it's gotten deep enough, keep asking, keep asking, so, which keep I going keep adding down, to this, keep... right? So like things like, um, I noticed John, that when I get up before the sun, um, I feel better than if I get up after the sun is up, right? Like when I'm up earlier before everyone, it's a sense of accomplishment of getting things done. When I meditate and pray every day, when I read and learn every single day, when I, fast. I, I, that's a new thing I've been experimenting with this intermittent fasting for 14 hours or more. So it's usually 14 to 17 hours in a day fast, certain kinds of exercise. And then when I do those, I note like, am, do I feel better because I'm doing these? And if I don't, then I change them up. So like, there are things that I used to try to do that I no longer do. Like, I don't have to do that because it was not adding to my overall peace, harmony, and personal well-being. Um, because I realized that, look, I can't do anything awesome in my life. If I don't feel awesome, I can't be an awesome husband. If I don't feel awesome, I can't be an awesome dad. I can't be an awesome teacher. Try and be an awesome teacher when you don't feel awesome. It's impossible. It's faking it. And you can fake for a day or a week, or if you're going through something as your dog died, like 
but like ultimately like you can't that's not not a long-term strategy so i figure out what gives me life and then i reverse engineer those goals so that i am always like in every season i am looking towards those. so to that end I have a tracker that I track every month I've been doing for the last six months, probably um, of what are all the things I did with my kids this month? What have I been doing for my health? How many, I know the percentage of times that I've gone to the gym. So the last two months I have missed zero gym visits. Um, and I've only missed one workout day where I didn't go for a run because I didn't feel well. Um, I haven't like, I like, what am I doing for you're really it's CJ gets really, really, really nuanced. And the longer he does this. So I think it starts broad. Like, where do you want to be in five years? We know where we want to be in five years. So for us, it's like, what are those actual goals and how are we going to get there? But then it gets really nuanced because to get there is really hard. Like planning it out is even though it sounds hard, I think that's that's the easy part, really. It's as you're in it and the day to day, how do you have to rise to be your best self to be able to meet those goals? It always comes down to personal growth. So it's CJ uses a tracking me method. I'm not that like I'm aware of all those things, but I don't track them like he does. Um, yeah, I think it's just, it's nuanced and it's always changing and you're finessing it to be able to obtain those goals and then reevaluating if you're not hitting those goal markers and yeah. it's like, okay, what, this isn't working. Like what else do I need to do or change or how, who do I need to become to be able to keep meeting them, those goals. And it's just incremental and you get there. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Best of luck. Tommy. I could talk for it. I'm, I'm really CJ like trying to pair this. myself. You down really are. I was trying to keep you reined in because yeah. he could get into like, he plans stuff like he plans Mother's Day. I don't even know what he's doing, but he's got something planned, which is awesome. Yeah. I don't think CJ's ever done that in the 16 years that I've been no, a mother. Because I'm also trying, I ever. created this tracker <laughs> for my year where it's like, I know a month out this from like my a wife's new level. birthday, um, which is coming up next week and a month out from her birthday, I will have her birthday planned and everything will be ready. Right. So that it doesn't catch up with me uh, at the last minute. So it's like, it's creating this, this rhythm that but, I can fall back on. But all that's how it gets that nuance to like, yes. you keep that but, didn't start like that. But it why? Simple. But why you do those things because your professional growth has everything to do with your personal growth. It does everything. Hit I'm, trying, I'm looking for one. I was busy talking. Uh, and there's so much chat going on in this, this which I, know, I love. Awesome. Um, oh, I don't think we have another one, which is we're 10 Perfect. minutes. Good. Look, it's the end of the year, right? Like our views Let's are celebrate down. That. Stuff, someone actually, like, someone so, actually commented and said like, whoa, just jumped in. I thought we'd be talking about the end of the school year and jumping into the summer. And like he jumped into something. Uh, we, this was a heavy... Uh, it, it was a shock. So that look, but look, that's the, let me just say this. Like, that, can you take that uh, question? Oh, down? yes. That's what we're here for. We're here for whatever everyone needs, not just what I want to talk about. Right. So if we were just talking about what I want to talk about, who knows what that we'd probably be talking about tracking your every move every day. Um, but it's really just about showing up and caring for people in ways that they need to be cared for. And so that's something you can always count on finding here. I had someone recently, oh, and the documentary team was out here. Um, they were asking me like how, 
why why did I write a book? How did I know when to write a book? Mm. I said I didn't know when to write a book. Everyone um you were asked to write a book. Right, asked me to write a book. Like a bunch of people asked me to write a book. So I wrote a book. Why do we have a Facebook group? Why do we have a live feed? Why do we have all the stuff? Is because it's been asked for. And so um that's it. Why am I daydreaming another book right now, coming up with concepts with my wife? Because I keep getting asked to write another book. So it's like we are always trying to show up to give teachers what they need in this time. Look, I will say some of y'all are almost done school. That first month of after school is finished. I am imploring you to pour into yourself. Make plans now, whether it's an escape room with your family, whether it's days on the beach, whether it's learning how to surf, whether it's reading like, a bunch of books, reading books, take that time to, to goof off, to screw around, to play, to relax to pour into yourself. I am certainly doing that to some extent in June. Um, so yeah, so we will do this. We, we're on here for what, two more weeks, something like that. And then we're not going to do the live feed in June. Um, recalibrate. We have some really fun new things that we're going to do next season and that's it. Right. Yeah. So Excited. cool. All right, gang with that, we thank you so much for being here. We will be here next week. If you could hit that like button on your way out, please, please, please. It helps us in the algorithm. Um, and this show is completely free. We don't do this for money or anything like that. Uh, so if you could just hit the like button that helps us in the algorithm, helps more teachers to know about what we're doing here. Anything else? Hang in there. Hang in there, gang. I know. Um, yeah. It's Jennifer, tough. I Jennifer's comment at the end, she said, she feels like so many teachers are just at their wits end. And I think they're like, it's that season of exiting the school. It is. Take a breath. You will get through it and then recalibrate in the summer. It's hard to think about it logically and rationally now. Yeah. Get yourself, get yourself there. Corn and you'll you. be all right. Yep. That's it, gang. We'll see you next week. Peace. Peace.